You just have to be bold enough to ask. And this is a big part of getting your business seen is that you have to be bold enough to ask, hey, can I be on your podcast? Or bold enough to create the piece of content that maybe makes you feel a little bit scared. Or to ask for the collaboration, to ask to be in the room, to ask to have the opportunity to speak in front of all of you wonderful people. So I see some friendly faces. Darcy, thanks for being here. James, good to see you, brother. It's been a minute. Glad you're here. And uh, Lisa and Lala, thank you for being here as well. I am very excited to introduce our, not only Fast Foundations alumna, but our guest speaker for the day, Laura Sinclair. She is here to teach us all about how to get your business in front of new audiences, something that she's wonderful at. And the official bio is awesome. I love reading this. Laura Sinclair believes that you and your business deserve to be seen. With over a decade of experience building digital marketing strategies for some of the world's biggest brands, Laura now helps entrepreneurs get themselves and their businesses in front of new audience. A mom of two, Laura is a marketing and business mentor, CEO of the LJ Social Agency, and the host of Mama Means Business podcast. Laura has also just been such an advocate of the program, the community. She showed up. In fact, she was feeling under the weather even at our last event, and she went above and beyond to just try to power through everything. And she was still there in service. She still gave more than she received. And it's so emblematic of who you are, Laura. And we're excited for you to be here. So thank you. The stage is yours. And we're excited to learn from you today. Thanks, Jim, for reading my bio. I always find it a little strange when people read my bio because I'm like, oh, yeah, I did do all those things. So thanks for that. But today I want to talk to you about getting your business in front of new audiences. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my background. And really what I'm hoping is that you can walk away from our time together with at least one or two tangible things that you can implement in your business right away to get in front of more people. Because it doesn't matter if you have the very best product, service, offer, whatever in the world, if nobody knows that you exist. And so today I want to take you through some of the ways that you can get seen, to be seen. And one thing that's really important for me is that we keep it casual and we have some fun. So if you have questions for me, and you can throw them in the chat. So my goal for you today is to help you get in, more, in front of more people so that they know that you exist because you deserve to be seen. So who am I? Jim gave me such a lovely introduction, but I am a corporate marketer and a former CrossFit gym owner turned business mentor. I spent about 10 years working in corporate marketing in agencies and started my career in public relations and then found myself running all the digital marketing, digital media marketing for a luxury automotive company, uh, one of the world's biggest luxury automotive companies. And then I walked away from corporate about 10 years ago and ran across the gym for five years. And then when COVID happened, March of 2020, we all know that story. I was eight weeks pregnant with my now two and a half year old son and transitioned my whole life into the online space. Took a few pivots here and there, but now I have the pleasure of calling myself a business and marketing mentor. I own a social media marketing agency I do have a podcast. It's called This Mother Means Business. And so if you are into conversations about motherhood and entrepreneurial motherhood, ambitious motherhood, that is definitely a place for you. I'm an investor. I'm a speaker. And I am a mom of two. My kids are six and two. And my daughter was supposed to be home today, but I sent her to daycare so I could be here. So little victories. Okay. I want to start with this. And I think when we think about marketing, especially when we're starting a business, we often think that, okay, I'm just going to get a logo. 
I'm going to build a website and then the people are going to come. That's what's just going to happen. And the unfortunate reality is that's actually not how it works. And when I left my corporate job, I was building my, I had my gym, but I was also working to build an online business, fitness business, supporting new moms and in the return of fitness after having babies. And so I did, this is what I did. This is what you do as a small business owner. You get a logo, you pay someone to make you a logo, and then you spend way too much money on a website. I think for me, it was only about $5,000. I've heard worse horror stories than that. And then I think I got maybe one client from my website. One. And I'd spent $5,000 on this website that was doing really no work for me. And if you find yourself, if you've been here, you've done that, it's a, I think it's a little bit of a rite of passage, to be honest, when you start as an entrepreneur to pay for the logo, to pay for the website, and then wonder why nobody is showing up. And so this isn't marketing. Having a website and having a logo isn't marketing. It's part of it, but it's a really small piece of it. And so today I want to talk to you about how we actually get to the point where we have buyers, we have people in front of your business, because having a logo and having a website just isn't enough. But I want to start by talking about what our business relies on, right? You need to consistently get leads in your business. And I remember in the early stages, certainly in the, my online business, when I was working on the fitness side of things, I remember having a coach say to me when I first started, I was learning to sell my group program. And she said to me, like, I just, I want you to book two more sales calls today. And I was like, how do I even do that? Like, how do, where do I even find these people? Meanwhile, like I had 10 years of marketing experience, public relations background. I knew how to do this from a big business perspective, but knowing how to do it for my own business was really difficult. I didn't really know where to begin. And so what I want to share with you is really, this is what it looked like when I worked in corporate. And so we've got this, my fancy car here. It's my luxury car. Thank you, Canva, for that little graphic. But this is all the things that we had driving to that website. Remember at the beginning, I showed like logo plus website does not equal buyers. And we had all of this stuff going on driving to our website. We had PR, we had social media, we ran Google ads, we did sponsorship, sponsorship with like partnership marketing, relationship marketing, events. We paid for TV ads. We paid for social media ads. There were radio ads going on. There was a lot of stuff happening. But the reality is that this stuff costs money. It is very expensive. And my, I think my, my, the social media budget just for content creation was like $300,000 for the year. Our overall marketing budget in Canada was like $5 million for the year. And these are really big amounts of money that people are putting into these big brands. But when we're starting our businesses, we don't really have that kind of money. And so what I want to share with you are some of the ways that you can get your business in front of new audiences without needing $300,000 or really any money. Okay. So my goal for today is to keep this simple. How do we drive more people to your website? How do we drive more people to your email list, to your social accounts, to the places where you're hanging out, where you want people to make that conversion? without having a giant bag of money. Okay, Jim said this at the beginning, I truly believe that you and your business deserve to be seen. And in all of the ways, right? You deserve to be seen for the work that you do, for your authentic self, your authentic story, but also to be seen so that you can have a highly profitable business so that you can make the impact that you wanna create in the world for your family, generational wealth, all of those things. But it really does start with being seen. If nobody knows that you exist, you cannot do the things that you want to do, you cannot create the impact that you want to create. So that's where we're going to start. Okay. I'm going to talk about a lot of different things here and I'm going to go high level because we don't have a lot of time, but 
please, if you're on this call or you're listening to this replay, know that my DMs are always open on Instagram. Instagram's the best place to find me. I put my handle there at It's Laura Sinclair. Shoot me a DM, ask me a question. I'm happy to answer it always, okay? I don't like to gatekeep information. So I'm gonna go fast. We're gonna go through some different tactics that you can try. The first one is social media. I think if you're not on social media at this point for your business, you're not actively showing up to your business, you are missing a massive opportunity. It's a conversation that I have a lot in my coaching practice. It's a conversation that I have a lot in the agency. Is this feeling that like social media, do I really have to do it? Yes, you do. You do. It does take work. It does take time. But there are massive opportunities on social media to get in front of new audiences every single day. But we can't really rely on the algorithm to do that for us. Going viral is not a sustainable business strategy. Trying to create content, hoping that it's going to go viral is not a good place to, it's not a good way to try to get business, okay? Yes, we could talk about how to create the converting content, but today I want to really just talk about how we get more eyeballs. Some of the ways that you can expand your reach on social media, okay, beyond just like posting and hoping, are things like trying to make sure that you're leveraging new formats. So all of these platforms, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, they just launched threads, which I keep forgetting to use because who needs another app at this stage? but leveraging new formats when they come out, okay? So Reels, right? Early adoptering of people that early were early adopters of Reels did really well. YouTube Shorts, right? There's not a lot of people using that. LinkedIn is really diving into vertical video. So making sure that you are leveraging new formats is a way that you can get on the algorithm's good side. Other really valuable ones that are working for myself and working for my clients are things like collaborations, partnering with other brands. Even if you look at the post that Fast Foundations did for this event, for this conversation, right? We did it. It was a collaborative post. They posted it. I, they shared it. I shared it on my account so that anybody that was seeing that post on Fast Foundations page is also seeing it on my page. It's really about that sharing of audiences, which is going to be a theme that we're going to talk about, is borrowing other people's audiences as a way to get more eyeballs. User-generated content, right? If you have people in your business that are, if you have a product-based business, and forgive me because I don't know what everyone's business is on the call, but if you have a product-based business and you have people that are using your product, making sure that you are either leveraging that content so that you're sharing that through or sharing testimonials, right? The more that you can layer on other people's content, boring other people's audiences can be really big reach expanders. Contests are another one, not my most favorite marketing tactic, but it's a great way to just get yourself in front of more audiences, especially if you're going to collaborate with other people, okay? The next one I want to touch onto is affiliate and referral programs. So the easiest business you're ever going to get is going to be repeat and referral business. If this is not something that you are focusing on in your business right now, it's something that I highly recommend. There is a really pretty big difference between an affiliate program and a referral program, but I put it all on one slide because why not? So when we think about referral programs, and affiliate programs, it's really thinking about wanting to empower your existing customers to refer people to your business. And this can be the case whether you make a product-based business or if you have a service-based business or a coach, whatever it is that you're doing, your existing clients are the people that are going to be the greatest resource for you. There's a book called The Pumpkin Plan by Mike Michalowicz. And it's, I read it when I owned a gym. And it's based on this idea of looking at the best clients that you have in your business, the best buyers, the people that are your fans, and then trying to replicate, trying to find more people just like that to bring them into your business. And the easiest way to do that is via referral 
or via an affiliate. So if you're not familiar with the concept of an affiliate program would be essentially like setting up a discount or a freebie or an incentive to encourage people to, to talk about your brand. So I'll use an example of a brand that I'm an affiliate of. It's called Gut Personal. It is a gut health brand. Bridget Mallinson, she's incredible. She's the owner. They have this incredible affiliate program where if you use Laura 10 at Gut Personal, amazing gut health brand, you get 10% off and then I get a 5% kickback. Okay, so it incentivizes me to talk about the fact that I use these products and love these products. And it also gives my followers, the people that trust me and my community, say, oh, if Laura loves this magnesium and it helps her sleep, I need to sleep too. And hey, I would love a discount on that. So I'm going to use Laura 10. Okay, so these are just ways that you can incorporate. It doesn't have to be massive, right? But ways that you can start to pumpkin plan or start to recreate your own audience in other places. Okay, so that's a great one. For my coaching programs, I do this often. People refer, I mean, they do it with we do it with Fast Foundations as well. But if you're referring people to one of my masterminds or one of my programs and you're an existing client, I'll give you a kickback, a cut, usually cash or something like that as part of the referral program. If you're not actively leveraging affiliate or referral in your business, referral is easy. Go to the clients you have right now, the people that are in your world right now. Who do you know that could benefit from my service? Or it's a simple email of your product. There's some, there's obviously some differences between product and service here, but it's really just asking sometimes. It's being bold enough to make the ask to say, hey, who do you know that can do this? How can I give you a kickback? Or setting up affiliate. I love affiliate programs for product-based businesses, both in the agency and my coaching business. They've been really successful for them too. All right. Next one is influencer programs. I'm going to hydrate so I don't cough. This is a big one. This is, again, I mentioned at the beginning, I started my career in public relations and the idea of borrowing another person's audience has been a marketing philosophy since the beginning of time, right? Other people have built audiences that they trust. Getting into those audiences are great ways to get yourself in front of more people, okay? And so influencer programs are one of those things that is really, this can work for product or service. I have service-based businesses that do this, nutrition coaching company that I work with. They leverage influencers, they pay them and in order, and they also have a code, so they get a cutback that way. But it's essentially partnering with a local or niche influencer who aligns with your brand. That part of it is really key. Somebody that has built their own audience. Maybe it's an Instagram audience or a TikTok audience or a YouTube audience, but they have a committed group of people that are engaging with them. And essentially, they're going to endorse your business by either using your product, creating some video talking about you on your Instagram stories in whatever way, right? These are just ways to amplify your message. And you may be thinking like, I don't really have anything. I don't have any money to pay an influencer. I have a client who is a Fast Foundations alumni as well. And she makes a product. Her product helps breastfeeding mothers. And we have set up an influencer program for her where we send out the product that is extremely helpful for these breastfeeding mothers for free at zero charge. We identify these influencers. We ask them if they would be interested in trying the product. They receive it, they use it, and they love it. We do not pay the influencers for any of the coverage or any of the posting that we get because they actually need that product. And so while there are a lot of influencers that do want to be paid, if you can find a way in with an influencer, especially if they're niche or local to you, or they actually really need the thing that you have, it may be a really powerful way to get in and boost your visibility that way. Networking groups. 
another really powerful way. These are like an underestimated way to get in front of new audiences. There are so many people that are even Fast Foundations alumni that will say, joining Fast Foundations changed their entire business because all of a sudden they had this network of people that are either in their target audience or know their target audience. And Chris Harder always talks about how your network is your net worth. And truly getting into rooms is so underestimated in terms of what it can do for your business. It doesn't necessarily have to be an in-person room though, while they are great. But there are forums, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, places where your target audience is active. Those are the places that you want to go and you want to hang out. Okay. But the key to successfully networking is to lead with helping first and not just trying to sell everybody when you meet them. Okay. But really great ways to just get yourself in front of other people. Yeah. Favorite type of strategy. Love it. Okay. Last one, podcasting. Okay. This is a really big one. You don't have to have your own podcast. You can be a guest on other people's podcasts. I put a couple of resources here. Listennotes.com is a great website to search for podcasts. You can search for whatever your niche is, whatever your whatever the subject matter that you want to speak on is. Search for those podcasts. It'll also show you like where the global rank is for that podcast. And we could I could talk forever about how to successfully pitch podcasts because I think I get pitched every day at this point, which is crazy. But it's a great place for to search to find opportunities for you to pitch. And there's also a Facebook group called Find a Guest, Be a Guest, which is another incredible place that you can do some podcasting and do some pitching as well. I have a podcast, as I mentioned, it's called This Mother Means Business, but there's lots of podcasts. Podcasters are looking for content. And so being able to offer up your expertise on podcasts is great ways to just expose yourself and expose your business to new people. Media outreach, again, doing some PR, guys, this isn't hard. PR isn't hard. When you hire a PR agency, what you're actually paying for is the contacts. You're not paying for the activity. You're paying for the contacts that they have. You're paying for somebody to actually pick up the phone or answer the email. But reaching out to your local or niche publications with a story idea that has that hinges on your brand is another really powerful way to go. Okay. So when we're talking about marketing, okay, any of these activities, getting in front of people, it is really about planting seeds. It is really about being consistent, being authentic and understanding what it is that your target audience actually needs and what they prefer. And I've thrown out a lot of different tactics and a lot of things that you can try, but the ones that are going to be best for your business are going to be the ones that actually align with who it is that wants to buy from you and who it is that your target audience is. And if you're wondering, where do I start? What, what would actually work? Do my, does my target audience listen to podcasts? You need to find out. And that's really where marketing begins, is it begins with understanding fundamentally what it is that your target audience actually desires and acting from there. But sometimes you just have to be bold enough to ask. And this is a big part of getting your business seen is that you have to be bold enough to ask, hey, can I be on your podcast? Or bold enough to create the piece of content that maybe makes you feel a little bit scared. Or to ask for the collaboration, to ask to be in the room, to ask to have the opportunity to speak in front of all of you wonderful people. So a lot of being seen starts with being bold. And so I hope that there is something here in this conversation today that helps you to feel ready to do that. Love it. Laura, thank you so much. You guys give a little quick clap. I know you're on mute, but let's give it up for Laura. Thank you for being here, Laura. Appreciate you so much. Because she has time for questions, happy to do that. And then we'll just move into some rapid fire takeaways. So there, there was one question, Lisa. Hey, Laura. I'm friends with Jess Milanis, by the way. I love Jess Milanis. Yes, she's very excited that you're here today. I wanted to ask, I just had, because I didn't see it mentioned, 
but it comes up in my world every once in a while is Pinterest and yeah. Pinterest as a search engine and not a social media platform. And I didn't know if you'd had any success with that or you tried it or anything about it or what your thoughts yeah. are. Yeah, Pinterest is an aggregator of content. And so it exists really, yeah, it's a search engine that is designed to help drive people to your website. It is very much a long game. It depends on what it is that your service is. I've had some success with Pinterest. I know many business owners that have had a lot of success with Pinterest, but it's one of those things that you really, it's not like you're going to see success in three months. It's not something that's going to happen quickly. What is your business? I am a life coach for writers. So basically okay. I help writers with their mindset to set up their foundation for writing in the future. Yes. So my first question would be, are writers spending their time on Pinterest? That would be question yeah. one. And if the answer is no, then I, it's not a place that I would put much attention. Certainly when I have clients that are targeting like moms or they have product-based businesses that are for moms, a lot of new moms try to figure stuff out on Pinterest, like nurseries and things like that. But it would really come down to who's the demographic of the writer and where are they actually spending their time online and then going from there. My gut would be that probably Pinterest wouldn't be the place that I would spend focus the majority of my energy. There's probably other places that would be more worth your time, but it can be really successful. I, I have clients and know of people that are content creators that Pinterest is one of their highest traffic drivers to their website. So it really just depends. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for the question, Lisa. I didn't see any other uh, virtual hands and looks like people had to jump. So we're just going to jump into some rapid fire takeaways. James, go right ahead, man. Everybody, my name is James Dunn. I'm a mindset coach and I'm grateful to be here today. It's been a while since I've stayed connected with all you guys. So awesome. Back in the room with some of my Fast Foundations family. For me, probably the biggest takeaway was just the reminder of being consistent on social media. It's one of those things I have a love relationship and it leans a lot more hate most of the time. So just getting myself on there and not worrying so much about necessarily the instant hit, again, playing the long game and just knowing that's there. So that was a big one for me. Thank you. Appreciate you, James. Thanks for being here, man. It's been a minute. So I'm so glad to see you coming back. And we, we do this every week. So you're more than welcome to always join, man. I'm just going to call Alex because I see you in your... You're looking like you want to smile. Of course I do. I'm just so grateful for Laura and the way that you do keep showing up. Yeah, the thing that showed up, it's just, it's relevant. I put it in the little chat here where you're like, it's to be seen. You deserve to be seen so that your message gets out. Your impact is made. Your passion is realized and makes a difference in people's lives. And when it comes to social media, we see that list of things that we should be doing. I'm just so thankful for that message that you carry, which is, yeah, be seen, but remember why. And if you forget this, then this is so desperately exhausting. And I'm just thankful that you lead with that because that is what's so necessary is absolutely knowing why the hell am I actually showing up today? And when that happens, all of this becomes easier. So thanks for that reminder and thanks for who you are. Thanks, Alec. Appreciate you. Love it. Who's next? Lisa or Brian? Yeah. Brian, please. Brian Cheddar, Benefits Consultant in Phoenix. And Laura, I was going to ask you, how does this apply to business to business versus business to consumer? And you pretty much answered it. If they're not there, there's no use working. <laughs> if your prospective clients aren't there, then there's probably no use bothering with those types of media. So 
for business leaders, it's probably LinkedIn is the major one. Although I do think I am looking at, looking at certain areas and doing like Facebook ads, because even they're going to be looking at Facebook ads. And if you can pick certain geographic areas where there's a lot of prospects, it might be worth it. Yeah. I think Uh, the one piece that I would just invite you to consider that's like B to B to C conversation is that at the end of the day, they're all consumers. And so even, even in a B to B environment, like that consumer, that decision maker, it's like, where are they spending their time? And it may be LinkedIn. It's something that I try to encourage my B2B clients to consider is that at the end of the day, B2B is still B2C. It's just, you need to find them in a different place. What I'm thankful for is September and October is coming. (laughs) Cool weather. Absolutely. And that's why we can't wait to be at our next event in October (laughs) in beautiful Scottsdale. (laughs) Oh, it'll be nice. It'll be nice. Appreciate you, Brian. Thanks for being here, man. And thank you for sharing the rapid fire takeaway. Lisa, if you'd like to go again and say anything else, you're more than welcome. I think that I'm just grateful that I got to be here and listen to Laura speak. And I think this was such a fantastic topic and very timely for me personally. So thank you. Thank you as well. So you guys, this is the way we love to run. This is just pouring back into our speakers so she can receive that and take a moment to understand how we all process the information she shared. So Laura, thank you for being here and sharing this with everybody. And for those of you that weren't here live, first of all, shame on you, but this is recorded and this is going to go onto our podcast. You can always join us every single week at fastfoundations.com slash office hours where we meet like this and that is part of our community. You can learn more about our community at festfoundations.com. If you couldn't guess the domain from the previous one, we try to keep it as simple as possible. And of course, if this kind of format works for you, if you feel that need for community connection, learning, putting everything together and workshopping, we're so excited that we announced our next event. Brian, thank you for that easy segue about how great it's going to be in Scottsdale in October when it finally cools off there. But we absolutely love running our live events and we're going to be back in Scottsdale the first week of October. And you guys, as well as everybody listening or watching, can learn more about that at fastfoundations.com slash next event. Hey, this is Jim Carter. Thank you for joining the Fast Foundations podcast. We're excited to try this new format. We're grateful you were here to be part of it with us. If you missed the live event, you can join us every Wednesday sign up at fastfoundations.com slash office hours and we'll see you next week.